nice chilly morning here in Salt Lake. I uh, got some snow, Cap Mountains here, got Mosley here with me. One of our usual spots. And Salt Lake got its official lockdown notices from the mayor, Gary Herbert. Sorry, the governor. I think the mayor of Salt Lake also put out her own little, uh, you know, lockdown notice. But it is sort of more of a soft lockdown. So it's interesting because they're not like making it a law or something or enforcing it. But, you know, it's like a recommendation. And, you know, to clarify something I said in my last video, I was saying that the government and corporations are doing a lot of things to help people, and that's good. And I don't, like, want to confuse that with saying that somehow in a crisis like this, like, I've completely forgotten everything that I stand for and I've said in the past, not that I, I can't change my mind on things, but that I say that like that it's good the government's about to do a two trillion dollar stimulus package. You know, I don't necessarily think that that's a good thing, so. Uh, just to clarify that, that it's, it's a mixed bag, you know, at this point, if the government is going to lock down and only essential workers are able to go to work, or I mean, yeah, yeah, only essential people are able to work, and if you're able to work remote, you can keep, keep working. But some people are just straight up losing their job. Obviously, the economic impact of all this, people are just losing work. So, a lot of that's kind of being forced on certain situations for people. I'm not in that boat. My situation really hasn't changed much. It's like I was telling my mom, like, when we were kind of all, the last time we saw each other, actually, in person, where, you know, there was, she was expressing concern for our family and our situation, and I said, you know, we're really set up to survive a situation like this. Like, I've already organized my life to not really have to deal with this. You know, we'll, we'll, we take, we've taken extra precautions because I don't believe that what the media says. Like, I'm not some big believer in the media. I don't, like, suddenly think that everything we're being told about what's going on here is true. But I also don't know exactly what's going on <laughs> either. So whether there's a real virus sweeping the planet or this is part of like a tyrannical government test or a globalist test or a technocratic test or all of these things to kind of get systems in place. There also could be things that like people haven't even seen or discussed or thought about at this point going on. You know, a lot of people are calling this the next 9-11, the whole sea problem. 
and that's more what I uh, tend to lean towards. Now, people will have family members getting sick or people will be getting sick themselves. And I really do put out my, you know, true sincere apologies if this is affecting you personally. And I wish you the best and I hope you can fight through it. And your family, you know, mem your family members as well. And that we can stay mentally strong through all this too and hold it together. I know a lot of people are losing a lot of wealth and security in their lives. And, uh, you know, part of that is relative. Like, it's all going down. So what you have left coming out of it might be enough to get you what you still needed to get done. <laughs> even, if, even if that's like retirement and things like that. There, there might be other paths forward with what, you know, is left through all this for you that you haven't considered. There could be a lot more opportunity. But anyway, going back to the next 9-11 thing. You know, I do really see this as a push uh, for a lot of the tyrannical, technocratic, Luciferian death cult elite establishment, whatever you like to call it, figures to make a move. So it doesn't really matter like whether you want to call it a false flag, which I think is a total like misrepresentation of what a false flag is. And now with the kind of like fake news meme, people like equate it, kind of equate those two things, I think. And then they think that you're just calling it fake if you start to question like the actual pandemic itself. And that's a big problem because I'm not personally calling it fake or saying that something's not happening, but it's just like a traditional false flag, like the sinking of the Lusitania, right? If you look, it's pretty clear that the British, uh, I wouldn't even call it like the, the British um, rulers or power, but like the power behind the throne, in America and in Britain in and around in around before World War One uh, had to have a reason to get people into the idea of kind of having some collaboration with Britain to go to war with Germany and there were British and American passengers on the, aboard the Lusitania, and if you go and look at Winston Churchill and Edward Mendel House, Colonel House, it wasn't a real Colonel. <laughs> Some of these people, it's unfortunate because most people won't know who that is. Um, and we're not going to get into a history lesson here. But, uh, you know, Wilson basically admitted that Edward Mendel House was his controller. And 
let's just let's just call Edward Mendel House an agent for a global cartel <laughs> or or cartels that had here's my leash that I dropped earlier walking by here a uh, different interest in mind for the world than the average American person might understand or be able to comprehend today but anyways today you know got the American people more emotionally involved in what was happening in Europe which they really didn't want anything to do with at the time and didn't want to get involved in foreign wars and things like that. Oh, there's a couple of really cool-looking blue jays over there. I don't think it'll do it justice if I... try to get them on there. You can see them playing around. Getting ready for spring. Which is nice. It's like, earlier this morning I was like shaking, shivering out here. It's cold. Had to get moving. But anyway, so. That would be more of a classic false flag because this ship was sailed out into where there was known German U-boats and sank intentionally and killing real people. And there was uh, apparently like munitions on board. Uh, you know, speculation there is that it would cause the ship to sink really quickly. Apparently the ship did sink very quickly, killing all the people on board, or a lot of the people on board. And it was done intentionally, is the point. And that is real, like it really happened, so it's not fake, it's not fake news, it's not like people would say, yeah, so that was all fake, because it didn't happen. But if you look at like the Gulf of Tonkin incident, Uh, apparently, that was really just fake. Like, they just totally faked an attack. And then went to war, in one of the deadliest wars in American history. Just brutal. You know, and, and that was like a, a false flag more, I guess, in the true definition. It was like not even a real attack, it didn't even happen. Uh, and you can go look at that in the Wikipedia, and that's, you know, what got us into the Vietnam War. And again, you know, you have to read through the, between the lines in the Wikipedia, but it says right there, in, in there, that it was like a fake event that didn't happen. You have to read like most of the way down the page, if it's still even there. Because in these times you'll also see seeing a lot of information just disappear off the internet. It'd be extremely censored. So that's going back to the to the C problem. The big C word is you know you have to comprehend that if I question it, that I'm not saying that it's not real. Or that it's not happening. So, I really do think, I mean, if you look at the event 201, that whole, like, study that was done, 
sponsored by like people like Bill Gates, who's a massive eugenicist, who wants to depopulate the world using vaccinations. And it's not just a computer guy. <laughs> There's a lineage there. There's a family line of thought that has had effects, obviously, on the way that Bill thinks that the world should be operated. Not just him, but others. Like, he's more of probably just a puppet, like a showman, out to kind of convince you of the plans. And he's been seeding the ideas of everything that's going on now for a decade at least, and planning and getting the whole world ready for this next phase of things. There. Gotta keep the dog under control. Right, so now, now for people like myself who question things like vaccinations that are grown on aborted fetuses that have mercury and aluminum in them and seem to cause things like long-term related illness that could be very difficult to tie back to the vaccines. Lucky for the vaccine manufacturers. As well as, you know, immediate problems that, that ensue after people have like the MMR vaccine, or their child has the MMR vaccine, and can have immediate um, overreactive immune response or hyperreactive immune response that causes inflammation in the brain, basically brain damage. So, for a long time it was okay to question things like that. And it still is, you know, luckily in certain places and not, you know, get the hepatitis B vaccine, for example, which, you know, there's all kinds of reasons that people have tried to describe to me why on day one something like the hepatitis B vaccination would be necessary even though you can have the mother tested for things like this before birth and you know everyone that's in and around the baby at that time probably would know if they had hepatitis B or hopefully would and isn't going to be exchanging any needles or having any kind of sexual intercourse with the one-day-old when they give you the vaccine that has like a really high amount of aluminum in it. So I think there's like 225 micrograms where the CDC's recommendation on uh, the toxic levels for Aluminum is like 35 micrograms or something. So I'll put a couple articles out on the CDC's site themselves on their own recommendations and then what's actually in the hepatitis B vaccine, which we, we refused for our children here. But the point is, is that the 
pharmaceutical interests who also happen to be largely in control of the mainstream media are clearly going to use this to push vaccines and uh, mandatory laws are going to go more into place like with measles there was a lot of propaganda recently about outbreaks and how the measles vaccine needed to be enforced in certain places and then they kind of backed off and in other places it actually like went through but the precedent is being set and the public opinion is being molded to where deniers are going to be much more socially pressured to go along with whatever the agenda is and that's just one realm so there could be many other realms obviously the financial and economic impacts of this are major I've been saying and I think it's not just me obviously it's pretty clear that the bubble that everybody was waiting for or at least <clears throat> those that understand the bubbles and how <laughs> the whole economic system work and this is not me saying Mosley come here Mosley something wrong with this with him. See, come here. What's up? You don't like this? Take it off. It's like maybe he got bit by something. Let's see, Mosley. Come here. What's wrong, Mosley? Let's see. Come here. You okay? Oh, Mosley. It'd be alright. The, the point isn't for me to say, well, I was right because I was been talking about this, but, you know, I did do some videos last year saying that we were right on the verge of an economic collapse, which... You could say, well, everything's going to bounce right back. I mean, right now we're like right kind of in the the shock of it still, where everybody's still super sort of hyper-focused on the, the C problem. But, I mean, you're also seeing an immediate stimulus, which is supposedly, you know, I guess needed because... People don't have their shit together enough to make it through a couple weeks off work or a month off work. And I know that sounds like heartless, but the point I'm making there is just that maybe if that's true, you know, in your situation, then like we need to fix that problem moving forward. And this should be a big wake up call that you shouldn't be relying on your paycheck and your nine to five to get you through all times. Like, there should be backup plans, and then contingencies in place. And you also have to have, like, snap reaction decision plans ahead of time in place to react to something like that happening. Like, where the whole world shifts and changes in one month or something like it just did, you know. Be flexible and be able to bend and mold to that and, you know, set yourself up. So that 
you could retreat into your den, into your basement, into your house for even like four to six weeks if that's what it's going to take and not have it ruin your whole life. And if if the whole world is set up like that, then maybe we've, maybe we've all got a big, big problems that need to be addressed, you know? But as far as just, you know, people's attention right now seems to be on the, on the C, but it's gonna be on the G, or the greens, you know, pretty soon. And it's, it's April, people are gonna have to pay their rents and their mortgages coming up. They're probably, they probably, for the most part, will be able to, even if they had lost their job. But if you look into May, I think we'll see things really start to shift there when people still aren't paying their mortgages and rents and the government's having to come up with more programs because it's kind of like, it's gonna start looking kind of like their fault that people are totally screwed over in one way, even though they'll kind of keep going, well, the virus, you know, we just had to do this because of the virus. But then in a lot of other ways, like, I think people will start to call, call bullshit and then also just feel, I mean, you're gonna feel frustration aggression, right? The psychological term for it, where you're gonna have to direct that frustration somewhere. Like, you'll, you'll see a lot of mental illness coming, I'm sure. Um, but the point is, again, not for me to be saying, I said these things and that's cool because I was right, blah, blah, blah. It's more just to throw out another opinion, you know? It's important to question things. And I've not made up my mind about anything. You know, like, I think right now is a good time to start, like, the timeline of things, the way that I sort of operate with things like this. Even though this is big, and it's hard to not put our attention on completely, and research as much as possible right now, even, if you're into that kind of thing. But like the Las Vegas shooting like I would just start to maybe look at that now because it's been enough time now that a lot of people have uncovered a lot of things you could go and watch probably some really interesting YouTube videos and documentaries and find like things that have come out since then that would start to paint a better picture about what really happened you know or about the guy and what he was really all about and his history and but at the time if you remember there was like all kinds of different opinions about what happened and different stories coming out in the news about what happened and you know people pr probably don't even remember a lot of that stuff now like looking back they like most of the people that watch the 24-hour news cycle completely forget about a lot of these things a little bit after they happen and stop looking into them. But, you know, most people have been trained to not have a very long attention span and then not, not go back and look and review something after the fact and look into it and they've been trained that there's there's everything's just fake on YouTube and nobody knows how to put any information together and that's not true like people go through the time and effort of mapping things out and they do a really good job and you have to take in a lot of different opinions 
and theories about different situations that's important so I don't want to discount major problems that have occurred for people and the devastation that has gone on in people's lives from this virus and the real situation that's going on like a global lockdown rollout for reasons that we probably have no clue like that's the thing even the people that are like oh it's totally this it's totally that like I understand how insensitive it sounds and so I apologize for anything I've said that sounded in insensitive for anybody that's being truly affected by this. I, I, that's not how I feel. I want to get through this. I want to help people get through this, you know? I work with people every day that are trying to get through this. And if, if one of those people was having a problem uh, personally and there was something I could do to assist, I would. And doing these videos is my way of, you know, keeping a routine and showing people that you know, I'm still here working through these problems, too, and the information and trying to understand what's going on, and so I'm not perfect either, but if you do, you know, find yourself on hard times and need a, a door, uh, reach out to me. Hit me up at Tyler at TylerBloyer.com, and we'll talk, we'll chat. And we'll have a meeting if need be, and we can jump on Zoom. And if you don't know how to use that, that could be our first task, is getting you hooked up on Zoom or Discord. You can jump on uh, some of these new applications. I have a Slack channel uh, that I operate for family. It's more of like a family thing. So if you're in my family and you're watching this, <laughs> or close friend circle, I also have a Slack that I operate for like more personal updates and like birthdays, family announcements, but I think it's a good time to reconnect, uh, open up new communication channels with people. And again, if you're affected in a financial way or just need to kind of contemplate and brainstorm new ideas with something new that you're trying with this work from home stuff, you know, I've been working from home for a while. Um, I've operated different entrepreneurial businesses. Uh, we're currently getting Within the Stones Media Network going, and I'll be training people on how to broadcast. You know, these are my simple YouTube walk and talk videos, but there's quite a bit of technical hurdles with other things that you might want to do on on YouTube or something, or Periscope and. If you want to learn how to broadcast yourself on these different platforms or simultaneously do it even, I'm going to start putting together a small course on how to do that and then meeting with people one-on-one -on -one and helping them through their technical hurdles with some of these things. So that's one way that I see that I can help here is, you know, I know there's a lot of people in a transitionary period where they're trying to make something work that they've never done before. And I, it's not just like I'm gonna help or I could help you personally, like there's a lot of resources I could throw out depending on what it is you're trying to do too. And that, that's all it has to be. It's not like I'm trying to sell you something or gonna try to get you to buy some service. Like it's just a re really a le legitimate call out to say, 
that I understand and I've been there. And if you're watching this because you really had nothing else to do and felt like something was hopeless or something, <laughs> like that's just not the case. And I, I've said it before, I've been in positions before, you know, I've, I'm, I'm not a, I'm, I'm on the cusp of the millennial age, I guess, on the higher end of it. So I've seen some stuff that maybe the younger generations haven't been through. You know, getting pretty old, not as old as Cassandra. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I just like to give her shit because she's like one month older than me. You know, but anyway, I guess the point of this video kind of got lost and it was a little bit all over the place, but yeah, we'll, uh, you know, at the same time, we'll work through this and the people who want freedom and want to work for and strive for freedom in their lives and create prosperity and thrive in this world and want to maintain pockets of freedom because at this point it's looking like, you know, the clampdown, the kickback from Big Brother system, you know, and the whole way things were going is coming and it's here. The big clampdown, you know, that I, I was kind of talking about with some friends before all this kind of started to happen, like, I, that I felt like things were getting, like, a little bit too quiet, you know, and there was going to be a big clampdown. It th seems like this is the clampdown time. You know, this is the time when the whiplash or the, the repercussions <laughs> of all of our ignorance and apathy towards being responsible in our own lives really comes back and the, the, chi the, just the chickens come home to roost, you know. The bankers call in the loans. The system itself uh, has the seeds of its destruction sown within it. So, because everything is so corrupt in the, in the financial systems, in the government systems, in people systems, and that's really what it comes down to is, this is all a reflection of something going on within the human mind. Like, yes, collectively here, and this is more of a general broad sweeping statement that this, is, this whole crisis is exposing so many different corruptions within humanity in the way that we do things. And that's like a so, hey, Jose, as within, so without type of thing, or as above, so below. As below, so above in this case where a lot of the things that are really falling apart and crackling right now is really like a, a symptom of the meltdown happening in people's minds. That there's a schism, you know, uh, there's a psychological meltdown happening. And that's why you'll see things melting down in the exterior world or building a wall, which was talked about for so long, or this hatred for Donald Trump on the left. And a complete uh, lack of selfhood and responsibility. And, you know, just something like this happens and everybody's whole world just completely falls apart. You know?
and it's just like terror and panic. And it should it shouldn't be that way, folks. <laughs> you know. And to to heal is to see that. And so, on your journey, I wish you you know ease in your healing and working through things in your own life and realizing that times like this are times we can patch and fix and heal after so many things are exposed that are wrong and corrupt in our own lives and we have to be honest with ourselves about that and in our own life we have to decide where we can be more responsible moving forward and take as much responsibility as possible for the mistakes that led up to whatever you have control over and realizing that it's not about your rights and that there's not a constitution protecting you in this country that you're in a completely different position than you've been taught and led to believe and educated about and indoctrinated about and you really have to wake up to the fact that there is a group of people that are controlling and treating us like lab rats and this is the experiment and when they roll out a vaccine for this whole thing it's untested they won't have all the the, valid, the good tests that you should do with the proper control groups and long-term testing and what does it do when you combine it with this flu shot here, or this seasonal flu shot, or this measles vaccine? And what about if you, the person is already immune compromised? Is, are they required to get it? And if they do, and... You know, really, if people were truly concerned about human life, they'd be worried about the current vaccination issues that are going on, and taking more responsibility for doing the proper research in that realm. And the amount of people that are getting killed from just vaccines alone is going to way outweigh the coronavirus. And then the economic impacts of this and the reckless behavior that's happening even now with just printing trillions of dollars. And then the aftermath of this and what's going to happen with people psychologically um, from this kind of terror, you know. And that's what the virus is. It's the new terrorism it's going to be what governments use as the new terror. The new terrorist is going to be viruses. And, you know, the war on the virus is going to be the new thing, however they make that look. And they'll carry it out and roll it out to where there'll be constant panic and terror around every corner and everybody's going to have to be tracked and traced and vaccinated, you know. And there's still a way for you to at least take... Um, paths towards resisting you know total tyranny for you know the future where these trillions of dollars are actually have to be paid back you know all that money is counted towards the debt which they're planning on having you and your grandchildren and their grandchildren and their grandchildren pay back so you're just enslaving the future uh, when we take your $1,200 check which you'd have to come back and talk about how responsible that really is. You know, when we look at the immediate need of something right now versus the long-term effect. And, you know, 
what's the cost of it, really? Because there's no such thing as free money from the government and free healthcare and free education. That's all a lie. None of that's real. That's all total lies from the government about that being free. Completely the opposite is true. It's, it's the, the highest cost because it's your life and it's your future's life that you're uh, paying when you take those things. Anyway, I'm going to cut it, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. And uh, let me know what's up. Like I said, you can hit me up at Tyler at TylerBelayer.com. Or just go to the website and subscribe if you like future updates uh, for these videos that I put out. And following how the whole Within the Stones Media project goes. And the ongoing uh, Season 3 updates from Autonomy. Uh, which is just getting kicked off next week. And we'll talk to you guys later.